Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. Their resident wicket-keeping expert and the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Morning, Ross. Lovely to hear from you. Um, just a quick numbers update. There's more people listening to us than what constitutes a sellout in New Zealand cricket. <laughs> <laughs> what, 10,000 people yeah. sold out? Spare me. <laughs> sort of like a game at Bell Reeve, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a man who it is said Dave Warner modelled his game on and our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket and club politics. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. Hello, Mick. Hello, Mick. Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan, our groundskeeping guru, and the man mostly responsible for us going past 60 minutes, welcome Alex. Hello, fellas. I've got a riffer for you today. Oh, I'm sure you We've have. all got our cans on. We're ready to go. 40 minutes of sound checking. <laughs> we are primed. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. I'm, today, I'm so hungover as well. <laughs> today we come to you from the Twin Studios, the almost burnt to the ground and useless Alex Doolan Studios. <laughs> <laughs> and have had some fine technical difficulties this morning. And the rest of the crew are in the modern and the palatial Scott Boland Studios. Oh, big lug. Big lug, Scotty big Bolt. Lug studios, yeah. <laughs> the S-Bowl. The Spag Bowl. I think we should have our twin studios and then we sort of put this together, uh, brought to you by Big Lug Productions. Yes. Oh, I like it. Mm. Yeah. That's and so we can sponsor. Foul yeah. player Waddell Rose. So we can get you some headphones, Ross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's on here? Uh, something's needed. Anyway, I don't have enough technical expertise for that. So we move on to something where we do have someone with expertise. It's over to Mick for local cricket standout performances. Alrighty. So I uh, will start off um, with men's Premier cricket. So. Number one performance in the last week um, around Australia was Tim Evans from our favourite South Australian District Club, T3 Gully. Yes. He made 185, so good effort there by uh, Tim, so well done. We also had number two come in was a bloke by the name of Dominic Sibley, who plays for Midland Guildford Cricket Club, another one that seems to prominently feature on this segment. He made 179 red. So good work there. And the number one bowling performance was Gordon Kerr from the University of Tassie Cricket Club, who took six for 58. So that was good work there by them. What's Gordon's middle name? Uh, Gordon Daniel Kerr. Oh, it's not Wayne? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we got that soundbite of a high five. (laughs) Uh, So quickly move over to the women. So number one uh, was Claire Kosky. Who made 104 and then took three for 30 for oh, the Campbelltown Camden District Creek Club in New South Wales. So it was a great effort there. Was that Campbelltown Camden? Yes. All the camps. Yeah, yeah. all the camps. The same thing. Double Camden Colts Cricket Club. That's got a ring. Then number two was Jessica Frew. He took five for nine for Oy. the Western Suburbs District oh. Cricket Club in Queensland, so great effort there. And uh, number three was Tegan McFarlane, who made 100 red for the Northern District Street Club in South Australia. There you go. So it was a great job there. So I've got a couple of performances around park cricket as well I'll quickly touch on. Uh, number one is a bloke by the name of Craig Hicks. He made 269 for the Gambia Central Street Club. 
and his 269 was in a side total of the side's hold total was seven for 551. Oh, oh, oh. Is that chipper where his side pad on the outside? Or is no, it no, it's just, it's just the way it looks That's in a his massive pants. Massive side pad. Good. But, um, good radio. Yeah. So then from there, I've also got. Uh, Played by the name Anthony Blackwell, who plays for the Sorrento Cricket Club. Blackers. Looks like he's a bit of an old jipper. Yeah, yeah, he is. And he took 10 for 41 of 16.2 overs. Look at his foot and guts, too. So and also, good, there's a fair good. Instagram filter full of that photo. Yeah. That green, the grass is far too green. <laughs> uh, <laughs> put on bloody, uh, what were they, Seren- Serenity filter. Uh, Alex? Yes, mate? Why do you know Instagram filters? Because <laughs> I'm on Instagram, oh, mate. Oh, can you get yeah. us on Instagram, please? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, thanks. Just okay. to get across all platforms on the yeah. internet. All right. And I've got another one here Set quickly. Up a Tumblr soon. Yeah. Okay. He's a bloke named Tim Ford, plays for Springvale South Cricket Club. Be. He took a double hat trick, so he took four wickets in a row, yeah. and he took out five for eighteen. So four of his five Jeez. for eighteen were in four he's balls. Got a so that's a good effort. Too, isn't he? Yeah, he's just got a bit of a mop on him. Yeah. Um, and lastly, I've got um, a thing here from, from the Thornley Cricket Club, who bowled out their opposition, Dominic. who were well, the same opposition was. For uh, nine runs. <laughs> <laughs> well, bad. So have one by, by the name of Todd Tuffin. That's took, that. took eight for six. Little Toddy Tupper, was it? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, next best was Josh Bridge, who took two for three. So that was good effort by them. He's I did a bit have expensive. Another... Sorry, you get to Josh Roscoe. He's a bit expensive. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he went for a bit. Um, then I've got – there's another one that got um, sent around to me during the week, but I deliberately um, haven't haven't put it up. Um, it, was, it was an indoor cricket league in England where Si got dismissed for zero. <laughs> but there's two reasons I didn't put this up. One – Indoor cricket is for jippers. Yeah. <laughs> and two, it was six aside cricket. So it was only six for oh, zero. So it wasn't even really worth even yeah, mentioning. Yeah, yeah. I've lost six for zero in plenty yeah. of games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like half a season for yeah. me. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, so but that was uh, someone. So for those people who did send it to me, I did see it, but it's indoor cricket, so screw really, And that's uh, me done. It's really good that people are now sending you things. Yeah. Like people know that Mick is now the local yeah. cricket yeah. guru. Yeah, Get sent a few things. I like yeah. it. Interesting, Mick, that you say you're not going to mention the indoor cricket because you did mention it. Yeah, that, yeah and they <laughs> mentioned it for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had a little look at some local cricket yesterday and yep. uh, just uh, you know running through the Sydney Grey cricket fourths as I do every Saturday night after the school yeah. rolling. I noticed. <laughs> Quiet beer and go through the fourth oh, grade. Yes. I usually start with the Tassie fourths and then work up to the first oh, yes. and then work my way around the country and then yeah, ACT fourths. Oh yes, and then by the time I've finished that, the WA scores are in. So yeah, you know, just as I do, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> a name that did uh, uh, catch my interest was um, a Eastern Suburbs a Sydney Grade cricket team in the fourths. One. M.G. Bevan. Yes, mate, he's yes. coming back. Mm. Mm. So, How'd he go? Oh, he made a, a 20 or 30 or something like that. I, I, don't, I don't remember the scores, I just remember the names. Yeah. 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 What's his middle name? Gordon. Gordon, yeah. 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 Uh, Grahini, that a, I think. Yeah. Was that a case of anything Michael Clark can do, I can do better? Yes, and, and <laughs> earlier. Yes, and he's 45, Michael Bevan. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yes, we move now to uh, Premier Cricket, Victorian Premier Cricket. Now, there's an unfortunate situation in Victorian Premier Cricket, and that is because the Lazy Sods didn't play over Christmas, Yes. they're now out of sync with us. So normally, before Christmas, we were going along fine because their two-day games were lining up with our fortnightly podcasts. But now we're off fortnight. Yes. Mm. So yeah. day one of a two-day game was yesterday, and day two of the previous two-day game was in between our podcasts. It's just it's a nightmare. And I blame is... lazy Premier cricketers for not playing exactly. the Christmas New Year period for causing this to happen. They're correct. I'm with you. Mm. So anyway, we can go through a couple of uh, interesting results here. Out at uh, the Albert Ground, uh, Ringwood were bowled out for 81 and 132 against Melbourne and got done yes. outright. Oh. Mm. <laughs> There's also some low scores. Casey South Melbourne, 102 and 120 out at Bill Laurie. So not good. Mm. Oh, yeah, the Mary Creek Yeah, that's Mary right. Mary Creek mud there. I've seen it up an absolute storm. Yes, our boys, the Kingston Town, Kingston Hawthorne Town Hall Hawks. Surely, surely. Kingston Pride Mangoes, yep. <laughs> no good. Lost to Carlton. Oh, Lost to Carlton, yep. Craig Bradley made a ton. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Jones get a few? Yeah, yeah, two for six. Yep. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Wayne Hard's claimed he saved the boundary, but he didn't. He still the on and tapped it back in. <laughs> Jumped the fence into the stand and tapped it back in and said, no, that's like it in, mate. That's, that's three runs, please. I'm pretty sure he tapped it back to Sheldon, too. Yes. <laughs> uh, just to interrupt, Ross, sorry. Uh, Anderson has just taken one of the best court bowls I've ever seen to yeah. our test match. So. Oh, it included a half a full sour cow front Anderson, flip. The New Zealand Jipper Anderson. Yeah. Oh, Corey. Corey, yeah. Corey Bernardi Anderson. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry, keep going. No, that's all right. So what um, what happened next was uh, Greenvale got uh, done by Camwell Magpies, and our mate DJ Rawson made 145 not out. Rawson, oh, good. Mm-hmm. Just coming off a big set at uh, Track Night Club. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's um, if he's not spinning discs, he's uh, yeah. doing other stuff at Track Night Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back on the wheels. Getting back yeah. on the wheels. Back he's not snort lines, he's clearing lines in the crib. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, um, no good down at the AH Butler Reserve. Oh, sorry, AH oh. Butler Oval. Monash yeah. Tigers did a number on the Frankston Peninsula Heat, I believe they are. One of the what? Ones. Yeah, the worst that... nicknames in... Um, oh. It's like the NBA. Yeah. Yep. Then they're playing against the Carlton 69ers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Semi- oh God. <laughs> See, tell, you what's in, tell you what's in my mind. Yeah. Dinner for two. <laughs> <laughs> the old early morning workout. Yeah. We've already blown our uh, explicit language warning. Yeah. It's on there for a reason. Yeah, that's right. Can't fly on that. So, and one name that did have, uh, you know, tickle my fancy, I see... Um, Footscray Edgewater made 141 and St Kilda made 6 or 142 declared. One of the Footscray Edgewater bowlers who took 2 for 25 was uh, had a hyphenated surname and his hyphenated yeah. surname was Medu Ewan. Ewan. Yep. <laughs> I can't even say it. It's so confusing. <laughs> There's so many E's and W's next to it. <laughs> Can you say Mildew Ewan? It's M-E-D-E-W. That's the first half of the... Medu. Medu, yep. And yeah, then, then the second half of the um, double barrel surname is E W E N. Yeah, Medjuwen. 
It's hard to say. Yeah. Why are you trying to say that when you're blind? Yeah. What's your name, mate? Radio. <laughs> you're not coming at the pub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, there you go. That that was last the last round. So now we move forward to this week, and we've had um, the first week of a two dayer. And um, Northcote ran up 300, four for 300 declared against Ringwood. Fine mm. effort there out at the Russell Lucas. Uh, Casey yep. South Melbourne, nine for 260. Fine innings there from um, C. Benedek with 88. Favourite of the show. Um, Carlton, 168. Yep. Yep, looking good. David Vandermeer, <laughs> two for 22. Good effort by him. Uh, Monash Tigers, all out 207. Not great. Footscray Edgewater, though, 6 for 318. And to Greenvale Ooh. Kangaroos and our boys, the Kingston Hawthorne Town Hall Hawks. Pride mangoes. Yes. Yeah. Get your scores in. Because <laughs> 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 I'd love to wax lyrical about who's made runs for the Kingston Hawthorne Town Hall Hawks, but unfortunately, there's nothing there. I don't know what happened out at the Walter Golf yesterday. So. On previous form, no one made Yeah, it. that's what I'm saying. There's <laughs> never usually any ratings on there, even when they put the scores in. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's what's been happening around the traps. Um, hopefully those clubs who didn't put their scores in get the fine. Heavy. I want heavy fining this time of the year. That's fair enough. Well, that's our Premier Cricket Wrap. It's over now to Alex for Groundskeeper's Corner. All right, so uh, continuing, uh, so continuing the um, round the ground sort of segments. Um, I think we did most of the uh, first class venues in Australia. So I thought, in light of the um, at one go, in one go, yeah, <laughs> in light of the. Uh, oh, have, uh, you done, have you done Traeger Park in Alice Springs? No, I haven't. No, okay. Nor have I done Monica Oval in the AC of T. Oh, okay. What about? Um, <laughs> uh, the, Junction Oval. No, I haven't done Junction Oval yet. So, anyway, in light of the first Sheffield Shield game to be held in New Zealand, which was held at Burt Sutcliffe Oval, I thought I'd look up a bit of history about Burt Sutcliffe Oval in Lincoln in New Zealand and also a bit of history about Burt Sutcliffe himself. Right, so Burt Sutcliffe Oval was previously known as BIL Oval. There is absolutely no information I can find on why it's called BIL Oval, or why it was, until February 2000. And then it was renamed in the honour of the New Zealand opening batsman, Bert Sutcliffe. It's a cricket ground at the famous Lincoln University, which I think it's in the Ivy League. So, yeah, thanks, Ross. Uh, yeah, these guys don't understand about Ivy League. Sharks player. Well, I understood. It's the Harvard of the South. Go Gamecocks. <laughs> Okay, I don't get that one, so I'll laugh at that. Harvard's an Ivory League university, Alex, I'm not sure. If you yeah, know. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you did know that. Oh, you asked, you weren't sure what, and don't worry. Yeah, moving on. Um, it's uh, previously held, until very recently, international matches for both the women's and under-19 level cricket. It's um, pretty much home of women's cricket in New Zealand. It's also home of the New Zealand um, Academy of Cricket. It played its first maiden class maiden first played its first maiden it played its maiden first class match in November 1999. Who did it play and against? England A played played the North Island in the Shell Conference. Do you mean that um, it, it hosted its first first class match? Yes, it staged. Sorry, yeah. Oh, right. 
Sorry. Yeah, I'm all over it this morning. Yeah. God. <laughs> it has yeah, since staged a number of 18 matches as well as domestic fixtures, including the 2009 States Championship final. Uh-huh. It's most often used to host women's one-day international cricket. Um, it, it staged the final and both semifinals of the 2000 Women's World Cup. Uh, and it's a major venue for all the women's staff. First hosted its first one-day international between the Netherlands and Kenya during the 2014 Cricket World Cup qualifier. Okay. Yes, and I think it might have hosted maybe another game in the World Cup, but probably not. Um, what are the end names of the Bert Sackley Fable, please, guys? Oh, they'd be the um, River End. Yeah. No. Church Street End. No. The, spirit, the Brendan McCullum Spirit of Cricket End? Yes. No. Yes. No. I've, got, I've got an idea. One might be the University End. All close. Pavilion Camp. End? Yes, there's a Pavilion End. Correct. End. No. Oh. And the City End, oh, which I guess no. points towards the City of Lincoln, or the greater City of Lincoln. Well, the city what's of Lincoln. Yeah. Um, what sort of fence, seeing as we're on the fence stuff from last episode, what sort of fence is surrounding the Burt Suckley It's got to be chain it is picket. a picket, but it's a low picket fence. Yeah, I've definitely seen it's, it's only like shin high or knee uh, high. I've seen a game from there actually on TV. I can picture yeah, it would have been it would have been highlights of the probably the most important thing to ever happen at the ground, yeah. which is when they lost the ball into the pine trees at the city end, and all of the I think New South Wales players had to rummage through the pine trees to find the ball, which hasn't happened in a first class match I think in like a hundred years that you got a lost ball. You're just making shit up. No, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant your stat. Like, oh, the stat. That stat, <laughs> yeah, when I said, oh, maybe a hundred years, probably <laughs> made that one up for yeah. <laughs> So that when um, the MCG had the Baghdad stand, when it was all knocked down, you would have lost the pill in there, you reckon? I don't reckon they ever lost the pill. I reckon they could see it because they didn't want to yeah. jump into the, the Baghdad stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PC, guys. No, PC. Oh. Okay, so a bit of history about Bert Suckley. Uh, oh. Um, and this will sort of, I guess, replace our um, Forgotten Cricketer segment for the week, guys. Beauty. Just put it saying that. So if anyone was looking forward to the two. Forgotten Cricket segment, this is it. So. No one was. Yep. <laughs> well, it's not fine, so don't get so negative on this. Suckler's family might be. Yeah. He was a brilliant schoolboy cricketer. Is that it? Well done. He spent two years at a teacher training college before joining the Army. Scored heavily heavily in matches. He was able to play while serving in the New Zealand forces in Egypt and Italy in the Second World War. So he was that sort of era. um, His first-class career didn't get underway until he returned to New Zealand in '46 from service in Japan. So he served just about everywhere. So he's a war hero as well as a cricketing hero. Well, he went to war. Three three different services. That's pretty good. Like Egypt, Italy, and Japan. Seen the world. He established himself when he scored 197 and 128 in the same match against the MCC Jesus. in Dunedin in 46-47. So I'm not sure the MCC toured back then. Oh, that's weird. Maybe that maybe only MCC toured New Zealand. Maybe they didn't have tests back then. Haven't done my research. Don't know. Oh, I Obviously, know the, I know the answer to that. The, yeah. The, the England team when they toured used to be called. MCC. Ah, oh, so that's against England. Okay, so that's pretty good. That's a pretty good effort then. Going that much against England's team back then. Um, he made 722 runs at 103.14 in the 46-47 series with C set three centuries. 911 runs at 111.22 in the 47-48 series with four centuries. 
And 511 runs at 85 into 48, 49 with three centuries. So it fell away. Had a purple patch. Mm. Um, he toured England in 49, scored 243 and 100 not out in the same match against Essex in one of the warm-up matches. And his total, his total, guess what his total runs on that tour were? Four. Eight. No. Well, we already scored. No, 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 no. This is in the, that's the 1215. More. Oh, well, oh. 10. <laughs> okay. 1400. So, I know you hung over, mate, but stay with us, okay? Stay with us. 1400. More. It's over 2000. Oh, wow. 2000. Yes. Adam so, he's got 2627 runs on tour and average of 59. He made two play, triple hundreds. 30 matches. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like back then. Yeah. Every county. Yeah. 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 yeah, so they played like 40 matches or something, but that's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, Guess how many tests he won in his career of 46 tests? Zero. Zero. Because <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand was shit for so long. They still are. What do you mean worse? Oh, well, you know, back then, yeah, there was quite a few tests. Adam Bodge is peeling off double tons as we speak. Yeah, when the Hadley come in, I think they were okay yeah. Um, his score of 385 stood, stood as the record of highest score by a left-handed batsman until 1994 when Larry hit 501, mm-hmm. which is pretty nuts. And he scored that 52-53. So he had that, that yeah, um, stat for ages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he played for New Zealand against India in New Delhi in 55-56, scored 230 not out, which was then a record for New Zealand. Um, perfect run score, even though his team was rubbish. Yeah, yeah I don't understand how you can score like a double. Maybe all his um, yes. triple triple centuries were like in his in first class. And not it's probably like park cricket where he, like he makes three hundred, but the side makes like three twenty. Yeah, he was an opening bat too, guys. Remember, so that's pretty against a new pill with that sort of average and stuff. Very good player, an absolute hero in New Zealand, which I had heard about. You know, he was one of their all time greatest sportsmen and noted for in there some. Some way they recognise that over there. Some night they have with it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, he yep. is especially noted of an innings of eight. He got out against South Africa in Johannesburg on Boxing Day in 53. So the New Zealand batsmen were routed by Neil Adcock on a green wicket. That is. He was, Suckers was hit in the head by Adcock and having left the field to receive hospital treatment, returned to the crease, swathed in bandages. So this is a warm... McCosker yeah, style. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Pretty much the McCosker incident. Yeah. He took on the bowling hit a number of sixes until the ninth wicket fell... Uh, the New Zealand fast bowler Bob Blair, the next man in, was understood to be back at the team hotel, distraught as his fiance had been killed in the Tangawai disaster two days earlier. Sutcliffe started to walk off, thinking Bob Blair was not at the ground, only to see Blair walk out. Despite the presence of 22,000 fans, the ground was silent in respect for what had been going on, so I think everyone knew. Um, so they got they had a 30 re, 30 re runs um, in 10 in 10 minutes before Blair was out. New Zealand lost a Test match, but notwithstanding this, the noted New Zealand cricket writer Dick Brittenden said it was a great and glorious victory, a story every New Zealand boy should learn on his mother's knee. Bert Sutcliffe 
This is your life. <laughs> <laughs> Snap the book shut. Uh, no, one little more thing. This one hilarious thing I laughed just uh, while I was at work looking this stuff up. I'll tell you. He wrote his memoirs between overs, memoirs of a cricketing Kiwi in 1963, although his test, test career still had two years to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ed Cowan. Nobody wrote a book and never played a test match yet. Yeah. Uh, in uh, 85... In the 1985 news, Alan Sutcliffe was made a member of the Order of the British Empire for services to cricket. Um, yeah, so he is literally a massive uh, hero of New Zealand cricket, and I salute you, Bert Sutcliffe, even though you never won a test. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's me done. Very good, oh, Alex. Very sure. interesting. It's really yeah. tough no, it wasn't, Ross. Don't lie to me. All right. Um, <laughs> we move now on to state cricket. Yeah, I'm branching myself out, guys. Yeah, no, that was that was really good. We move on now to state yes. cricket, and uh, the first thing, of course, uh, close to everyone's heart, Futures League. Yeah, oh, love, love it. it. Futures, yeah, love it. Futures League. So during the week, South Australia and WA met at uh, Glenelg Oval in South Australia in Adelaide, and yep. uh, it was a case of South Australia being too strong for WA, thanks mm. to runs at the top of the order to an unlikely source. Alex Keith. Alex Dolan? No, Alex oh, Keith. Oh, okay. He made 80 for um, in the first innings to South Australia and then followed up with 105 in the second innings, opening the batting both times. Isn't he meant to, isn't he meant to be playing footy for Adelaide or something? Yes, I think so. Okay. so. I'm surprised he's still playing. But anyway, he got them over the line. They were too good. And also um, Eric Oppie, he took a fifer for South Australia. So... Yeah. Um, Good old Eric. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Eric D. The uh, <laughs> next game was between uh, Queensland and Victoria. It was played at Melbourne Uni, would you believe? Oh, no. Oh, the Moogars. Oh, well, now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, Victoria were no good. Well, um, rubbish, in fact. But uh, someone who did impress with the ball, Cameron Boyce, 4 for 24 in the first innings. And yeah. in the second innings, he took five for 48. Oh, nice. The Rolls boys. Yeah, so he might be back in the Queensland team shortly after he got dropped from the Australian World T20 squad. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yes, uh, no great standouts with the bat for Queensland, except for their young keeper on the rise, JJ Pearson, mm-hmm. Jimmy Pearson. He made 88. So uh, a name to watch out for there. And in the third game, it was... New South Wales too strong for the ACT at Monica Oval. Nick Larkin made 163 for New South Wales. And Mike's son. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a really good bit of puns, apparently. Yeah. yeah. I think we made that exact same joke a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and um, New South Wales then uh, bowled out the ACT for 163. Mm-hmm. And... Um, followed up with another run through of them for just 188. So a bit one-sided there. ACT struggling a bit. Yeah. Uh, even with um, uh, Spaspesky making a heap of runs. Oh, big Spaspesky. Yeah. Spaz. <laughs> he made one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in the first, the first innings, he made seven. So, yeah, a big eight from him. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we move now to... Spaspesky. 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 Sounds like a... Uh, <laughs> A, um, a service that might rid your house of termites. You know. Yes. 
Have you called Suspeski? They'll look after you. <laughs> I've just laid down some Suspeski in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have any more rats. <laughs> All right. Okay. Victoria versus Tasmania at MCG. An interesting thing that happened mm-hmm. in this match was that Australia, sorry, yes, Australia called up two players out of the yes. Vic team, and out went um, our man Stoincloth after yep. day two. So, so are you saying the Australians asked for a two dollar Stoin donation, or? <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for weeks to say. Oh, Or do you think they would pay you bit stoin? Oh, I prefer stoin cloth. It's funnier. Yeah. Yeah, it is funnier. Yeah, okay. So Ian Holland, it's an unusual way to make your shield debut, but Ian Holland made his shield debut as a replacement for the stoin cloth. Yeah. Yep. And then the second thing that happened, which was even stranger, I reckon, was that um, James Pattinson was pulled out of the match after yes. two days. Big dumb Pato. Yeah, to go over to prepare for the test match in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Why could he not have played <laughs> four game, four days, and then gone to New Zealand? Because or just not pick him at all in yeah. the shield and just well, say, well, you're going two days earlier. Or let him play because they didn't pick him in the test side anyway. Yeah, yeah. so, but you guys, uh, you don't get it, right? Yeah. How do you prepare for a match? You bowl in the nets. You don't prepare for a match getting match yeah. practice. Uh, at all. Yeah, that's silly. silly. You bowl in the nets, structured. You bowl 18 balls in 10 minutes, stop. Yeah. <laughs> don't do fucking ankle lift weights and stop. Uh, Ross, I had yeah. a question come in from a listener last week. Yes. So, Big Dumb Pato and the Stoin Cloth get taken out of the side. Yes. Can they then replace them with any other player they want? Like so if they're, like. ch- if they're chasing, they can't just uh, put just two batsmen? Like for like. Like for like, yeah. Uh, so how, who judges what's like for like? Didn't the... And Ian Holland's an offie and Stoinis is a medium. Yeah, but it's... I think it's yeah. batsman for batsman, bowler for bowler. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Well, there you go, Turtle. Ross answered your question. Yeah, that answers that question. Because Clint McKay replaced Pato, so... Ah, yep. uh, okay. Big dumb pet. Yep. I think there's a bit of a gentleman's agreement with that. Ah, yeah. uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, well, we, I would do that because I'm not a gentleman. Yeah, if I was back <laughs> second, I'd be bringing in four other bats. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh. I, think, I think Ian Chappell might have done that at some stage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> None of this Brendan McCullum spirit of cricket garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the other interesting debutante for Victoria was Sam Harper, 19-year-old wicketkeeper who was meant to be playing for Australia, captaining Australia under-19s, I think, but they didn't go to the World Cup in Bangladesh. Mm. You know, every other country did. Uh, so instead, he took nine catches for the Vicks. That's most right, too. Youngest yeah. ever debutante and most ever dismissals for a wicketkeeper. Yeah. So we're just saying that Matthew Wade's now finished. Yes. He'll bat maybe for Victoria, but he won't oh, keep it in. Maybe yeah. at eight or something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, well done to the Vicks there. They won outright. South Australian Queensland met at the Adelaide Oval. And um, it was good to see... Tom Andrews, a 21-year-old left-arm orthodox spinner, make his South Australian debut. Tim Medsley. Yes. Yep. Uh, Sam Raphael um, replaced Callum Ferguson at number three. It's an artistic name, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Also replaced Donatello, who was coming in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that one. I was really scared of that saying that joke. Uh, you got I was thinking the exact same. Yeah. I was just yeah. Yeah. He walks out to bat and he asks the umpire for two centres. And when the umpire gave it to him, he then said, Cowbunga. 
<laughs> he actually uses a bow staff instead of a bat when he Oh, okay. Too far? All he eats is pizza at the tea break. Right? <laughs> like warning. <laughs> Maybe warning was a secret ninja turtle. Yeah. <laughs> mm, all right. Uh, Queensland had a big change up of their side. <laughs> Joe Burns, Chris Lynn were in. Charlie Hemphrey and Mick Nesser also played, but it was the 19-year-old opener, Matt Renshaw, who made his second century of the season, and yep. maiden century to 22-year-old friend of the show, Jack Wildermuth. Yes, the Wildebeest. Mm. Yep. They, My man. They led South Australia. Uh, sorry, they led Queensland to a mighty total of six for 474, and South Australia weren't much chop in reply and, um, and lost outright. So, well done to Queensland. How much did um, little Tom, Timmy Luderman make? Uh, not many, but um, Jake Lehman made a century. Yep. Oh, yes. Six off 121. So. Moustaka. Yeah. yeah the power well. of the moustache. <laughs> and then the game you referred to earlier at the Burt Sutcliffe Oval in Lincoln, New South Wales, yep. met Western Australia. Um, Ashton Agar was admitted from the WA team. Which was interesting. Yeah, yeah, I did notice mm. that. Mm. And Trent Copeland was uh, called up for the first time. Forgotten pace bowler for New South Wales. Mm. The did man with the well biggest nose there? in the world. The biggest what, sorry? Nose. He's oh, got no. a fair good <laughs> on him, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, no, it was a bit of a, a, bit of a low scoring, if, uh, no, not low scoring, slow scoring affair. I think it was a pretty uh, slow track. Yeah, so Bo just made 170 odd, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yes, he's in pretty good nick, eh? Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that um, the plan actually worked because there's no tour match between the one. I read that the one day is against this tour to New Zealand was yeah. actually originally planned as three tests. Oh. Uh, yes, but then after New Zealand did well at the World Cup, they went, oh, hang on, we might revive the Chapel Hadley Trophy starting as soon as possible. So they turned the first test into three one days. That's why they were, the last one day was on Monday, and this test started on the Friday. Okay. Yeah, so there's a bit of last-minute scheduling there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it worked well for Nathan Lyon bowled 46 overs um, yeah. in that game, so he's obviously pretty fresh, <coughs> ready to go. Yeah. Uh, Ed Cowan got struck on the head and was ruled out of the match with a concussion rule. Yeah, mm. I think he wrote a book about it, didn't he? After a while, he was on the. <laughs> Did you see where it got him too, Ross? Like no. Proper, proper badge, just badge. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you know how people say badge? Yeah. That was like badge. Definition of badging. Yeah, geez, it looked ugly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Vo just did make 149 in that game. So oh, 149. Peter <laughs> Neville made 69 off 210 balls. Big Nev. Mm. So that leaves the points table. Vicks are on top with 35. South Australia second on 28. Queensland third on 27. New South Wales fourth on 26. WA 23. So it's tight um, from second through to fifth. And then Tassie 12 points last. Really going well, Tassie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shocking, shocking batting lineup. Just, Rebuild. Oh, just need an injection of. Oh. More wicket keepers. That's what they need. Yeah, they need more, more wicket keepers, Ross. Yeah, yeah. They did have one shining light, Bo Webster, the quarterback. He made. A <laughs> so that, that was good effort by him. Uh, the interesting news that came through in the week was that the Shield final. Um, it's going to be held over Easter, starting on Easter Saturday. Uh-huh. And 
three teams have already indicated that they won't be hosting if they do manage to get the rights to host it. They won't be playing it at their um, main ground. The Vis, yes. they this week teams had to nominate where which venue they would use, and then they have to get them ticked off and agreed upon. So the mm-hmm. Vix host they nominated Traeger Park in Alice Springs as the venue. Yeah. Yeah. So. That, they played there last time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, not the final, but a couple of matches last yeah. year. Yep. And South Australia getting a little bit presumptuous, thinking they'll host the Shield final. They, <laughs> <laughs> they nominated Glenelg. So oh, yeah. Um, sure. well, they love the beach. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. A bit of beach cricket if it yeah. doesn't go well. Yep. Where did where did Tassie nominate, mate? Uh, Bell Reeve, I think. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. <laughs> They'll be right, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, that's all I saw. But it's interesting that there's more talk again about the Shield final being a waste of time. But um, I think it probably will disappear soon. But wait and see. Yeah. I like the idea of it. Oh, I like the concept, but they're really they're just you know, there has been a lot of boring draws. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. True. It's a bit of a a thing, but I think also that uh, the game should be played at a neutral venue. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, maybe Traeger Park could host it every year. Hmm. And then, yeah, if still you still have to have a rule though. If you finish on top, and it's a draw, you win. But I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if they should make a rule where the team who didn't finish on top gets to bat first every Shield final, just to stop the top team batting for the first three days and just blocking it out. Yeah, it would seem uh, it seems a little unfair. I almost tend to agree that it's fairer just to have well, you play everyone home and away, so it's an even fixture, and yeah. then just. Whoever finishes on top wins. I understand. Yeah, I think that's the most Because the Shield final almost seems a little bit unfair. Yeah, well, that gets rid of the boring five-day draw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I can't think of a way to make it more even without giving too much to the... And it's not like it makes any money for Cricket Australia. No No one goes to watch it, so... Yeah. They're not going to miss out on They'll probably make more money by not having a Yeah, because they telecast the final on Fox Sports or something like that as well. Yeah, they have. I think now it's just relegated to live stream. Yeah. 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 But um, it's an interesting one. I wonder what they would. So there's a space in the calendar. I would think that Shield cricket should continue through to the end of March, although the football mm-hmm. season keeps encroaching. Um, it so basically gives them uh, one to two weeks spare. I wonder what they would do with that time. More T20 or possibly more um, Big Bash, yeah. More Big Bash or more ODI cricket, more Matador Cup maybe. Potentially, yeah. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Because I don't think they should just, you know, curtail the Shield season mid to late March. They should go right through to the end. You know, should, cricket should go, you know, 1st of October to the 31st of March. If football wants to encroach a bit, well, it can, but yeah. it should hold yeah. its place. Mm. I love when you get real cricket nerd and tragic on us and say, we need more cricket. Talk fixturing yeah. should go through to July. Let's sort this fixture <laughs> out. <laughs> I, I love like fixturing. Yes, I do like oh. fixturing. I love it. They could even have a, a mini Matador Cup at the end of January, start of February. You know, four games. And just, and just play 20 overs a side. Perhaps, perhaps, awesome. <laughs> perhaps a 10-10. Oh, a 10-10. Competition at the end, yeah. A lightning premiership style. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, All held at Ford Park South in... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't yeah. even think of the buddy suburb that's in Belfield. Mm. He's oh, got the two grounds there. So. Yes. And coming up in the Shield, getting back onto Shield cricket, it's the pink ball round starting today. 
South Australian Victorian meeting at the Adelaide Oval, Queensland hey. Tasmania at uh, the Gabba and WA New South Wales go back to back, and their their game starts at 5 p.m. Um, Australian Eastern Summer Time and goes through to midnight. So there's some late night cricket for you to watch if you're. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's a wrap up of the Shield. We move now to Oops. Mick and Inside Clubland. Here we go. Strap yourselves in. So for this episode of Inside Clubland, I've gone back to uh, on-field people of Clubland. So I've got another three personalities you'll um, encounter in your time in Clubland. So uh, number one is the natural. So the natural is the type of bloke who excels at everything he does and appears to put in minimal effort to do so. The natural plays in the ones at his cricket and footy clubs, has a great job and a hot missus. Despite, despite looking like the love child of Cameron Ling and the Elephant Man. <laughs> but the main annoyance the natural creates is the ability to peel off a ton whilst looking like he's bored and he's falling asleep while doing so. As Whilst the rest of the batting lineup ducks and dives like an overpaid European soccer player. <laughs> The natural is also the type of bloke to not bowl a single ball all preseason, take the rock in the first game, and be more unplayable than a Stuart Broad Ashes spell. <laughs> then telling all his teammates, oh man, I've got no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> the natural is the type of bloke you love to have on your side but hate to play against. And for all the annoyance he can cause, he's a great teammate and fun to play with, even though he makes you question why you even bother playing cricket in the first place. <laughs> In closing, for the sake of your teammates, just make it look like you're busting the gut every now and then. <laughs> and just make us all feel a little bit better. Alrighty, so from there we move on to another uh, bloke you'll encounter in your journeys, and that's the Sledger. Oh, I've a few of these over the time. Alrighty, so the Sledger's a bloke who usually bats at 11 and doesn't bowl, but yeah. spends his Sabbath the <laughs> entire Saturday afternoon running his mouth. <laughs> The Sledger thinks he's dishing out one-liners that would make Richard Pryor proud. <laughs> but the real- reality is he's about as funny as Andy Lee's head hydration expert stick. <laughs> <laughs> the fact, the fact that the Sledger contributes exactly nothing to his side's performance doesn't stop him from strutting around like an oversized peacock. The Sledger can be heard the entire batting in yelling pearls like, it's not a test match. <laughs> whenever a bloke leaves the ball, or hates them there whenever a bloke hits a boundary. <laughs> Whilst all cricketers are guilty of this from time to time, the fact that these make up 70% of the Sledge's arsenal make them that little bit extra annoying, especially when they're shouted out in his high-pitched voice, which makes him sound like a chipmunk on helium. <laughs> it's fair to say that the Sledge needs to find a new hobby where spewing out repeated annoying answers is appreciated. May I suggest politician? <laughs> or SEN on air personality. <laughs> I'm with you on that one, Mick. <laughs> the name who must not be said. Yes. <laughs> so finally, uh, finally, my last one I've got is the, is the me, me, me cricketer. So the me, 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 or as it would refer to throughout the rest of this, the triple M, <laughs> Is the type of cricketer that has only one singular lasered focus when it comes to cricket, and that is on himself. <laughs> the Triple M can tell you how many runs he made in round five of the 2007-2008 season, 14. but forgets who took, took wickets in Saturday's previous game. 
The Triple M also has the ability to wedge in his latest performance stats into any conversation, which made for some very awkward combos during the week. So I made a solid 15 ball seven and took a couple of catches on Saturday. Isn't exactly the best way to start a eulogy. This man ever a sized opinion of himself isn't entirely self-cultivated and usually stems from a junior career of entirely positive, sometimes misleading reinforcement. <laughs> Nothing but edges can be heard shouted over the fence by an overzealous parent, despite the fact the ball has been dispatched back over his head for six. The Triple M can also find a way to show how his eight runs not out was the catalyst of the team's victory and not the fact the bloke batting at number three made 165. <laughs> or that his grassing a catch meant the batsman swap end, so, so he was responsible for the wicket two balls later. <laughs> uh, the one thing that you can guarantee is that the rest of the career club will take every opportunity to burst the balloon that is the Triple M's ego. Blokes in the club will try... Everything they, they can do to bring him down a few kegs. Unfortunately, they will never truly succeed. Until one day you see him on a reality show in the jungle saying he doesn't rate Steve Wall. <laughs> <laughs> Great conclusion. Uh, and that is Inside Club uh, League. Uh-huh. Very good. Uh, Ross, Ross, you've got to put me on before me. Uh, <laughs> hard act to follow, isn't it? So good. <laughs> we moved now to women's cricket. And the Southern Stars recently completed their three-game one-day series against India, and they won that two games to one. Mm-hmm. And next up, they have three ODIs against New Zealand. So look forward to that. Yep, all at Bell Reeve, aren't they? Uh, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's in New Zealand. Three ODIs and three T20s. Yeah, oh, yeah they're okay. touring New Zealand, sorry. Yes. Yep, yep. yep. All right, and then they're off to the World T20 at the same time as the men, so run concurrently. And with that prolific, uh, sorry, in-depth, detailed look at women's cricket, we move now on to David and people who can piss off. Yeah, thanks, Ross. Um, first, Mick, you could piss off for being so good. <laughs> uh, Ross, you know who can piss off? No, David, tell me, who can piss Sh- off? Shane Warne can piss off. He uses any platform he can just to stick it to a national treasure in Steve Wall. I love warning, and I love Tugger. Yes. Why can't they just leave each other alone? Yeah, exactly. Well, Tugger can well, it's all one alone. way, traffic, yeah, obviously, yeah. but yeah. just don't mention him, Shane. Just go, nah, he was an all right player, you know, okay, captain, and then just let it go. Maybe warning's just dirty that Steve Wall's charity actually gives money to what it's for. How selfish of him. Yeah, no. How selfish of Steve Wall yeah. to actually <laughs> give money to kids from his charity. It was an interesting thing that he, he said, Steve Wall's the most selfish player I've ever played with. And here's why. He dropped me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, me, me, me. I don't <laughs> triple M. Yeah. Uh, Ross, you know who else can piss off? No. Richard Illingworth. <laughs> How could you not see that that wasn't a no-ball? Yeah. Half his foot was behind the line. Yeah. Ray Charles wouldn't have called that a no-ball. <laughs> what did I don't get with Fair that dinker. one? It's cost this... Sorry, yep. what I don't get with that one is, what umpire calls no balls anymore? That's right, yeah. exactly. Just wait for the wicket to be taken, then check it. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> That's cost New Zealand about 220 runs, so... Not that I give a shit about New no, Zealand. And it's, and it's cost about three Aussie blokes. Yeah. They're standing on the 
Otherwise, runs against New Zealand. Correct. Yeah. 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 As well. Yeah. Uh, Ross, you know who else could piss off? No. Me. Yes, for locking myself out of my house at 2 a.m. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> sit in my backyard, wait for my housemate to get home so I can get in and go to bed. So <laughs> that's why I feel a bit dusty. And yeah. uh, yeah, I found my keys eventually. Where were they? Inside, uh, in my jeans that I've worn the previous night. Yeah. Bachelor yeah. life. Yeah. That's me, Dan. I couldn't be bothered today, Ross. So <laughs> too hungover. The most you know, you know you should be pissing off. Who? Is Tip Madsley for his advice of getting rid of all your key rings. Oh, so you've you got, you, so yeah. you got about your keys. Take your key rings off, fool. You don't need them, mate. <laughs> First day, lose my keys. Yeah. <laughs> so Tip Madsley would piss off too. <laughs> all right. Thanks, David. We move now You're to welcome. National Team Talk. So let's uh, have a quick wrap-up. Uh-huh. Australia versus New Zealand ODIs. So, collapses, collapses, capitulations like a bunch of bitches from every side <laughs> in every game, I think. Yeah. Every side was flying, and then they'd lose like six for zip in the last ten overs. Yeah, the um, the first game was a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're all shit. Yeah. yeah. Nah, nah, just a sec. They're the most. This is the most important ODI series in the history of ODI series. Yeah, no, it is too, yeah. yeah. Never the has there t- been a had... more seismic bilateral ODI series in world cricket. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. According to Mike Hessen, is it the New Zealand coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Good one. Mate. The greatest thing ever happened in New Zealand sport is winning the or retaining the Chapel yeah. Hadley Trophy. Yeah, it's none of the old World Cups of Black Cap. Uh, <laughs> all Blacks. All Blacks. I'm saying, yeah, win. Yeah. It's just yeah. Black Caps never won a World Cup because no. they're shit. It's yeah. the, old, the, old, <laughs> the old dual Mustaka Trophy. That's the one you want. Yeah, <laughs> Chapel Hadley. <laughs> <laughs> What was your um? Was it your idea? Just yeah, they should have the trophy should be two like moustaches in perspex. <laughs> Actual <laughs> hair. One of like Richard Had- Hadley's moustache and one of Ian Chapman's moustache. Like the shame worn mirror. Yeah, trophy. Right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Glenn Maxwell had a good Chapel Hadley. Trophy. Sorry, Ross. No, that's all right. Uh, Glenn Maxwell had a good Chapel Hadley trophy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Rich two didn't he? Yeah. Rich vein of four, that guy. Oh yeah, zero six zero. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> well made six though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At an important time in the match too. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's where he does his best work. It's probably a reverse sweep with his pants pulled down or something for six. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're in trouble when Mitch Marsh scores tons and you make six zero <laughs> zero. Or, you know, Mitch Marsh is bombing them everywhere and you can't make the a big bison. Run. Yeah, the bison putting his neck into it. <laughs> I did see a sign in the crowd at one of the matches. I think the one in Wellington last Saturday, and it said Dave Warner likes Nickelback. I've got another thing to complain about, Ross, actually, while we're on it. Yeah. I'm just watching the Australian-New Zealand test coverage, and Australia have come out and bowled one over, and they've, they've called Smoko. Yeah. And also, the Australian test side is clapping off Fugis for his one over of he fielded really well for that one over, so they cut him off the ground. So yeah, why not Ridiculous. just call Smoko then? Yeah. So you have a 10-minute, 15-minute changeover. Yeah. You bought one over, then you go have a 40-minute yeah. lunch break. That's just stupid. What's the point? Yeah. I'm pissed off, Ross. Yeah. I hear it's dumb. Dumb with a capital D. They still do it. Like, they've known it's been dumb for years. Yeah. They still oh. do this. Why do they have half a 40-minute break? They're professional athletes. Yeah, sure. Couldn't they have 20 minutes and get back out there? Yes. Yes, they could. Yes. Yeah. Couldn't they is have... It, is it every amateur cricketer in Australia does that? I'm sure these ones yeah. do, eh? Yeah. 
Yeah, and also, couldn't they do what Don Bradman did and have tea out on the ground? Yes, yeah. wheel out drops. the tea cup. Old Marge would wheel out the tea cup. <laughs> 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 Cook up his sandwiches and a pot of uh, Earl Grey. A cheeky scone and yeah. you're into it. Yeah. Not too many scones, you I don't want to pull yourself up. Now yeah. they've got all that groundskeeping equipment, you know, like tractors and all that sort of stuff, yeah. and they fly out with the covers. Couldn't a bloke be specifically set up to fly out with a table with chairs, you know, sort of built <laughs> into it and just fly out into the centre and the two teams sit down facing one another? Yeah, yeah the pig on a rotisserie on the back yeah, of the tractor. Yeah, just exactly. Spinning. Couple have, of lace doilies. Yeah, yeah. I have a big lazy Susan and they just go yes. around. <laughs> they can just spin the lazy on Susan. On there. <laughs> and then the whole crowd could sit in the stands watching those 22 cricketers sit down at a big table and have tea together. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got it's got real potential. Like, who wants yeah. to listen to Pete Laser or James Sherry yelling into a microphone for twenty minutes, yeah. or some douchebag trying to take a catch of a tennis ball? I want to see players eating their tea. Yeah, yeah. trying to watch some some jipper who's never been near a catch in his life yeah. standing out in the middle of the MCG with a hundred thousand people watching. There's some guy who bombs one out of the bowling yeah. machine. <laughs> just goes and it hits him in the forehead. Yeah. Like, who wants to see that shit? No one. They want what we want is. Blokes on segways filming the players eating lunch and get uh, extreme slow mos of them, you know, chomping a piece of hot lettuce. spots on their meat pies yeah. Yeah. just to see where the hot parts are. <laughs> oh, can you imagine the Channel Nine commentary team going on about that, making a joke out? Yeah, oh, it'll be infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> so the current Test match, it's uh, it poised an interesting position. I see that um, Jackson Bird's playing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit too. Yeah, it was right. terrible. Mm. Oh, woeful. And it's... also, Mitch Marsh continues to bat really well in Test cricket. Oh yeah. What's his average now? Batting at six, like twenty-two. Nineteen. How do you get? How do you still get to play Test cricket for his Bowls a heavy ball. Comes from his neck power. <laughs> <laughs> comes from the bison power. He puts his bison ring on, and the super bison power comes in. Yeah, bowling's never been. He's a our fastest bowler at the moment. It's batting's the problem. Our batting is a well, problem. Well, you, you need someone bowling 140. Because none of the other bowlers in the side can bowl over 135. If Siddle gets a bit of stake in him, I reckon he'll bowl 150,000. Because <laughs> he's got that much pent-up aggression. Yeah, he's yeah, ready yeah, to explode yeah. after one steak sandwich. Steak sager into him. Bro! Sniffs the steak. Hey, did you know that um, Peter Siddle eats lots of bananas? No, no I didn't. Yeah. Wow. And he used to be a woodchopper. Oh. Did you know that um, Hazelwood took the first ever peak ball test wicket? Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. Right. Was yeah, it was really loud. Yeah, it is. Yeah, loud. they never talk about that. No. <laughs> um, I noticed it's Brendan McCullum's last, second last match, and is it his 100th this match or the next one? Uh, yeah. This one's his 100th. 100 in a row. It's, oh, it's interesting that he played 100 tests in a row and he averages 35. Yeah. As a, just a bat now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, interesting. And Legend. I think what that points out to me is he's not actually that good. Yes, no. yes. Yeah. But he is a pretty good skipper, I'll give that to him. And in his defence, he admits that he's not that good. But you know what? Steve Smith missed a real chance. Because they get him out there, bowling him out for a duck. you got to guard a bottle of that bloke off. Yeah, come on. Just be a real prick in this game. <laughs> We're going to take your spirit of cricket, mate, and we're going to stand on it and just rub it in the ground and have a guard off, buddy. Nice duck. See you later. Everyone chases him off after yeah. making a duck to shake his hand. Give him like, back, like guard him off the pitch and then run past him yeah. and guard him off the field. Yeah. As well. yeah. Just like guard him the whole way along. Like, you know, like Indian file. Just keep yeah. guarding him off. All the way to the ground. 
They're just two cuts over the bed. He seems we should lie down over the bed. Yeah, so we can't just walk on his back. (laughs) Any spikes. Yeah. Um, Can I just... I've got this amazing quote, which I found on the Crick Info um, text commentary, which I was doing... I was reading instead of working during the week. Everyone was going... Because it's one of McCullum's last test series. Everyone was going about how great he was to New Zealand cricket, bringing back the spirit of cricket, the good guy. And an Australian guy wrote on there, just some guy watching, enough of this sycophantic claptrap about McCullum and his bunch of good-hearted care bears. (laughs) (laughs) I did read. That guy's the nail on the head. Stop sucking his proverbial penis and let's get on with the game. Because it was just an hour of everyone saying how great McCullum was. And this guy comes on there and just rips into everyone. Yeah. Can you read that quote out again, please, Alex? Sorry, Ross? Can you read that quote out again? Okay, enough of this. Yeah, enough of this sycophantic claptrap about McCullum and his bunch of good-hearted care bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That is oh, brilliant. I want to meet that guy. I'm going to search him up. I want to have a beer with that guy. Uh, Another thing that happened during the week was the World T20 squad came out. And it made for, uh-huh. yes. Yes. It made for interesting reading. Oh, yeah. I'm furious, Ross. Do we have it at hand, David? Yeah, I've got it here. I'll quickly run through it. Uh, So uh, Steve Smith has been given the captaincy. Gun. David Warner is his vice. Gun, gun. Then we have, in alphabetical order, it looks like, uh, Ashton Agar. Chipper. The hyphen, Nathan Coulton-Nile. It's the end. The bloke who couldn't finish a bite-sized Mars bar, James Faulkner. Get rid of him. (laughs) Aaron Finch, Finch. Yeah, the Duke, John Hastings, Josh Hazelwood, Usman Kuwaja, got three rocks so far. Mitchell Marsh, the bloke who just needs to have his Australian passport taken off and say he can't travel overseas and play for us. Glenn Maxwell, <laughs> the, oh, we just needed a keeper, so we picked a keeper. Peter Neville, <laughs> uh, Andrew Suit and Tie, uh, Big Watto, Shane Watson, and Adam Zampa. Excuse me, Mick. Yes. Um, maybe I wasn't listening to all that, but mm. can you tell me where they picked Chris Lynn? Uh, Chris Lynn is, um, I think he's still in the Brisbane Heat locker room. Sorry? He's not in the squad. How is Chris Lynn not in the World Series? Didn't he play squad? against India and didn't do much? Did, didn't he play in the Big Bash and score thousands? Yes, I know. But didn't he not score much when he had a chance to prove himself? I don't know if he had that much time when he well, was in well, the Well, what I don't get as well is that they go, okay, we, just, we need a keeper. Let's, we need to get a keeper. Instead of going in the big bash and going, right, well, if we just want to keep him, we're not really that worried about his batting. Who's the best keeper in the big bash? Yeah. No, 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 we won't do that. We'll just pick the test keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, like, no, it's not, it is a bit of it. It's not Neville's fault that he gets picked. Yeah. But it's like, you've got, like, someone like a Tim Ludeman or someone like that who is a T20s, they're, they're stick, yeah. and they're a good keeper. Tim's arguably the best clubman in Australia, purely glove-wise. Yeah. Mm. Well, just pick him and bat him at seven. That's okay. Yeah. Where do well, they pick Maxi Klinger? Oh, Maxi Klinger, I think he's, um, yeah, they don't have him either. Oh, what? No, they don't have him. Where'd they, where they pick uh, the Governor General, George Bailey? Oh, well, of course they don't have him. <laughs> <laughs> he's not! He's got third run, the highest run scorer in the bloody Big Bash and also makes runs in T20. I'm interested to see what Ross's thoughts are on this side. Ross? Mm. I thought there was a couple of interesting selections. Um, Nathan Coulter-Nile. Mm. 
Yeah. Blokes, blokes having shoulder surgery or recovering from shoulder surgery. Hmm, good one. Yeah. Yep. I think that's when someone bombs a three-pointer. So from downtown, he's come in out of nowhere. Yes. Where's the big one? Scotty Boland. Yeah. Oh, Trent Lawford. Just started forever. Trent Lawford. Yeah. <laughs> Trent Lawford. <laughs> <laughs> Bowling is... Leg spin, off spin, medium paces, and batting. In work boots and overalls. Yeah. Just looks like that bloke. Yeah. High vis yeah. t shirt. Yeah. Uh, also, what's Ashton Agar doing in there? Yeah, I don't know. Bat. As yeah, a he batsman. Did. He didn't bowl. Uh, he pretty much bowled for scorches and bat. Yeah. 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 He, he bowled nine overs or something in the. Yeah. Zippers forward. No, he had a couple of games where. Oh, no, sorry. You're right about. I mean, Gin just said he didn't make any runs. He had a couple of games where he made yeah. 30s. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Zampa, I like the selection of Zampa, but I would have yeah. played him in the T20s beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Yep. By the by. And um, uh, Finch, I'm not sure. They seem to have too many openers in this team now. Yeah. They've got Watto. Yeah, The best spot is to open. And Usman. Yeah. yeah. And Warner, Warner. Finch. Warner Finch. So they've got four openers. Yeah. Um, yeah. One middle order. Legit bat. Huh? Yeah. Agar, opener. Yeah, well, so Smith is the only middle order bat, bat that's not an all-rounder yes. in that side, right? Yes. Pretty much, yeah. 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 So I think um, Watto should open. Yes. And Warner has batted in the middle order for his IPL team a few years ago now, but so mm-hmm. he, might, he might drop down to three. Okay. Well, it does seem better. strange, but yeah, Watto and Usman, Warner, Steve Smith, yeah, there's the top four, I'd say. Just for Finchie at five. Yep. Yeah, you want Wisdom um, up the order so he can do what he does. Yeah. Yep. Like, you need to give, give, give him enough time to make just it. Make sure, just make sure that Maxwell gets his orange bib and it fits him nicely and just leaves the prick on the bench. He'll <laughs> play like every game, does. They don't even drop Smith down the order. He's Australia's best player of spin. It's in India, so he might bat at five. Well, last time there was a World Cup um, in some continental pitches, um, Watson was a player of the tournament, remember? Yeah. 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 So, I think he should open. Yeah. Mm. Um, yes, it's interesting. They've certainly made some changes, and they've got three T20s against South Africa coming up to get it right. So, yep. yeah, that goes. The thing about this squad that's uh, like, from what you can tell from what we're talking about, it's infuriating. It's like, why run a national T20 competition if it has absolutely zero yeah. bearing on who gets picked? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Max, Maxwell stunk it up in the Big Bash, and then stunk it up in the. T20s in the one day sport. I think he's still up in, in the Australia. one day. I think he made runs in the T20, didn't he? Or did he make one? No, he made a ton in the one day. Oh, the one day. That's 90, 96. Yeah, right. He, he won a six But I reckon if you take that 96 out, he would have yeah. about 96 or the other games combined. Yeah, no, that's true. That's there. Yeah. Right. But he has he X Factor. He yeah, he's got a lot of X Factor, though. And he brings a lot of momentum <laughs> to the team. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Only X, oh, yeah. the only X factor he should have is the X through his name, so he never gets picked again. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've uh, this sounds up. like Tip Madsley talking about Moises Enriquez. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we move on now to international cricket. And the IPL auction was held uh, last week. Uh, Watson did perfectly timed ton. $1.95 million for a season. Yeah. Far out. Yeah. Mitch Marsh got a million bucks. Yeah, Mitch yeah. Marsh got yeah. yeah. Bison's a big over there, I think. Yeah. It's sacred. Cows are sacred. Yeah. <laughs> All both animals, <laughs> even bison, yeah. Yes, and uh, a few Aussies went unsold, but it's always the way. You know, the, the IPL um, teams want different things than what you'd normally perhaps suspect, so 
Yeah. I think um, Usman went unsold, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Things yeah. like that happen, though. Um, teams have enough openers or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's not always the best players. It just depends who wants them. Yeah, yeah and they've got to play a quota of Indian players too, whether that's a mandated law or sort of a unwritten yeah, one. Oh, no, it is. It's four and seven. Yeah, four, oh, okay. Four right. international, seven Indian. Yeah. yeah. There's a limit. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, also going a bit of T20 happening around the world at the minute. The Masters T20 for uh, happening in the UAE for retired players or those who've yeah. just given up hope of representing their country. Like <laughs> How did the um, Pisces picket hitters go? <laughs> Well, like that, that's the most interesting thing about the competition is the team names. We've got the Capricorn Commanders, the Gemini Arabians, the Leo Lions, the Libra Legends, the Sagittarius Strikers, and the Virgo Super Kings. Right. Yeah. The Super Kings. I've never heard that used until the IPL came along with the Chennai Super Kings. Now we've yeah, got the Virgo yeah. Super Kings. It's everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I haven't caught much of the competition, but I think Verinda Sawag's made a couple of tons. He's uh, looked like he's never stopped playing. Yeah. Yeah. So those yeah. sort of those sort of uh, crappy names remind me of the uh, South Australian Premier League, the level between Adelaide Grey Cricket and First Class Cricket. Yes. Where they group up the um, Grey Cricket teams and they have the Eastern Edge, the Northern Mavericks, the Southern oh. Force. Oh God. The Western. Southern Greek. Force. Yep. <laughs> the Western Grits. Yes. <laughs> the NT Strike. Shit, shit. Yeah, and the PNG Digicel Barramundis. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Why don't Did you sell Barramundi the Top Gun theme and have like Maverick Goose <laughs> and Iceman? <laughs> well, the Southern Iceman. The Southern Iceman. Speaking of speaking of geese. When I was walking to your place the other day, yeah. Alex, two um, geese, two, two geese, geese yeah. in this like bathtub in someone's front lawn. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, they wander around all over the place, splashing themselves yeah. everywhere. It's weird. It's getting oh, the shit out of the walk past yeah. two geese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real good cricket. Now the South Africa and England tour continues on unabated. It's been going for about six months, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's been good to England won the first two one days, thought they'd shit it in. Yeah. And all of a sudden South Africa come back. The last game was brilliant. I think number eight or nine put on made sixty or something and oh, got really? it over the line. Oh, so it's too old now. Yeah, too old oh, now, geez. yeah. One thing about that game, it was up on uh Centurion what's the high ground? Johannesburg, yes, yeah, Centurion. Yeah. Um, I was just reading the preamble to it, and um, on Crick Info, my chosen place to find info about Crick. <laughs> um, just rehashing an old joke, but um, it said that sh- thunder showers were forecast. Thunder showers. I don't know what a thunder shower is, but it was forecast. Maybe what is a thunder shower? Oh, thunder mist. Press shift seven between thunder and showers. Yeah. What's shift seven? Uh, ampersand. Ah, yeah, so thunder and showers were forecasts. Yes, I see. We all looked at the keyboard when we said that. <laughs> uh, Pakistani Super League is also going on in the UAE at the moment. And boy, did they have a good opening ceremony, oh. Ross. <laughs> Tell me about it, Alex. Well, <laughs> I watched it. It's, it's held in either an airplane hangar or a warehouse. Concrete floored, all the chairs are put out. Um, they had a good, I'm pretty sure, halfway through the multimedia presentation lead-up, which had, like, cricket balls bouncing on futuristic computer game-style platforms and pictures of old Pakistani sides and stuff like that. 
and um, computer-generated pictures of all the towns where games were played. Pretty sure halfway through it, it popped up the um, YouTube play symbol, followed by a very quick wheel spinning halfway through the thing. <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional. Sounds like the production qualities of this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, it pretty much looked the same. So that played, that played for five minutes of... Various coloured balls bouncing on platforms to different country, or different towns where the games will be played. Then some unchoreographed, well, poorly choreographed drummers and dancers came out and ran around in circles and waved their heads around for a while. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure the cup Sounds that like you would AFL pick, Grand Final pre-match entertainment. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they hired the same people. So Meatloaf was up in the stands. <laughs> um, and then the cup came suspended down from the ceiling. Oh, they definitely um, used the AFL people to do this. Yes, yes. Um, uh, uh, fishing line wire cup come down from the ceiling and then the uh, YouTube clip I uh, watched. Oh, you missed the most important part, bud. During the poorly choreographed... Uh, yeah, yeah. During the poorly planned oh, dancing yes. thing, they had Pakistani Ron Burgundy playing the jazz yes. flute. So the guy who was singing pulled out a flute out of his pocket and just went to town. <laughs> Played a merry jig. <laughs> was he dressed in fairy lights? No, he wasn't. I didn't see the fairy light thing that was rumoured to me by a fellow listeners. Oh, okay. And was Sean Paul, that. was he there singing? Uh, he was there singing, yes, but not on the clip I saw. I might have to watch him more. We'll post a clip on our um, website, Facebook on the Facebook page, page yeah, so everyone can uh, oh, have a look at the uh, <laughs> really good high-class stuff. So. Yes. I read, um, interestingly, uh, an international umpire got banned for five years. Mm, Assad, yes. yeah. Assad Ralph, was it? Got yes. banned by the BCCI, yeah. not the ICC, from oh, what okay. I can read. Yeah, yeah. well, the BCCI are the governing body of the ICC, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. so what was he meant to have done? Allegedly, sorry, allegedly done. It's, I don't know. Doing a match fixing or something, isn't it? So was he calling, what, no balls must or... Must have been, yeah, uh, stuff. Spot yeah, must have been that spot fixing. So, I so how's he, how would he do it then? Like, in the first 20 overs, he's got to call a probably not legit wide or... Yeah, something like on that. On a probably. specific ball, he's got to call a wide because there's none under his control. Like, the players well, do it. Maybe yeah. Richard Illingworth was on the take, allegedly, for calling that no yeah. ball. Yeah. Exactly, allegedly. Allegedly. Mm. Yeah. He had money on voters to make 200. So, he was like, well, he's on seven. I can't give him that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll preemptively call this a no ball because I think it might bowl him. Yeah, <laughs> he knew he was going to get bowled. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that's all I have there for international cricket. I think India are playing some series against Sri Lanka, which they do about twice every year. It's, uh, I think Sri Lanka beat them from memory. No, it's no, not for the news. limited overs series between India and Sri Lanka. Yeah, well, Sri Lanka think it's the biggest series in the world, a la New Zealand. Yeah, so, yeah. Ah, right, yes. Yeah, it's their um, Chapel Hadley moustache trophy off. The moustache <laughs> off. Yeah. I think it's, what is it, the Murali Kumbay, where they've both oh, got two. Oh, right, okay. It's probably, really... probably like probably Chapel Deb's moustache versus someone else's. Yeah. <laughs> it's I the new it one's voice, the... uh, um, Agent <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the Sri Sarah... Sarah Ganguly Arjuna Renatunga shitty captain's trophy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, quickly, sorry, back to um, Asad Rauf, who's the Pakistan umpire. 
He's been given a five-year ban by the BCCI in relation to all the illegal betting scandal stuff that happened in the IPL in 2013. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what it goes back to. So it's to do with that stuff. A bit of live research on the podcast. Not sure we've ever done that before. Mm-hmm. I feel dirty. <laughs> that there's re- a, being re- got right. Yeah, yeah, yeah research has been done. Yeah, a, yeah. And B, it was done during the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we move now to listener feedback. Mm. Mm. I don't know if we have it. I don't have any. From... I've got some anecdotal feedback. People just saying how good the show is. Obviously, didn't you get a tweet, Nick? No. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you got a tweet? No, I got a tweet asking me a question about um, this synergy right here. About is Jackson, the best about podcast. Jackson Berg getting picked over um, James Pattinson. Oh yeah. And I wrote back, it's because James Pattinson's made of fairy floss and he breaks down. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Jackson Berg's yeah. made of sterner stuff. Mm. Yes. There he is. Yeah. Legside uh, dross is what he's made out of. Yeah, but slower legs side dross, so it's easier for Neville to keep to yeah. than yeah. to <laughs> yeah. yeah. when, <laughs> when someone think of the keepers, pick <laughs> fastball. I've always said that. <laughs> uh, well, this has been the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast, brought to you by Big Lug Productions. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Foul Player Waterdale Road. Yeah, and TT Chicken Watsonia, our new sponsors. Yeah. We're on all yeah. major <laughs> social media and podcast platforms. And soon to come to Instagram and Tumblr. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> I'll get on it. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter at Midoff Cricket and on the Inside the Croak and Bush website. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight on February 28th. We'll wrap up the Test Series, Australia versus New Zealand, the Mustaka Cup. <laughs> Plenty more Shield, Premier, and local cricket. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening.